Hi, this is David Chang, and uh, I'm going to show a case uh, that illustrates the gamut of problems we face with zonulopathy. I have no financial interest in any of the devices that I'll be showing. So these are the typical challenges that we have that accompany, say, pseudoexfoliation and specifically, but just zonulopathy in general. Uh, often there's a small pupil. It's much harder to control uh, the capsular axis, both the diameter and the circularity. It's harder to rotate the nucleus because the capsular bag isn't anchored by the zonules like it normally is. And when we do rotate it or do other phaco maneuvers, it's much easier to cause a dialysis uh, because the zonules are so fragile. And then finally, the posterior capsule is not going to be as taut as we expect it to be, and this can lead to aspirating it with either the phaco tip uh, or the INA. So the points that uh, I'm going to try to show are, are these six. First of all, you have to complete the capsulotomy. It's okay if you need to make it a little small. Just complete it. You can always secondarily enlarge it later. You want to definitely use capsule retractors if there is significant zonulopathy. And although many people use iris hooks if that's all they have, they're not going to support the capsule the way retractors do, which means to uh, put support out by the fornix. You want to frequently reinflate the capsular bag with the dispersive viscoelastic to keep it stretched so it isn't going to be too pliant and be aspirated by the um, instruments. If you're having difficulty, bimanual INA can be really helpful. Uh, not only do you have better access to the subincisional cortex, uh, but you can switch hands so you don't have to do as many maneuvers where you're turning the port toward the fornix or to the posterior capsule. And this helps you to avoid aspirating this uh, pliant posterior capsule. Try to delay a CTR uh, until the cortex is removed. You're really trying to uh, stabilize and reinforce the bag. And then a very underutilized strategy is to put a three-piece IOL in the sulcus with optic capture, and I'll show that, uh, because then you have two-point fixation of the lens in the sulcus, and you're not relying only on the, uh, the bag and, uh, with the zonules to support it. So in this case of pseudoexfoliation, you see that the lens is starting to move, the anterior capsule's wrinkling, there's the movement, uh, I actually had a little trouble in sizing it. It's almost as though the needle was dull, but it isn't. And what this means is the anterior capsule is not on stretch. And so this makes it harder to control. And so you see there that I just make sure I complete it and then I hydrodissect. But when I see that type of zonulopathy, now the question is, do I go ahead and rotate the nucleus? And the problem is that when we rotate the nucleus, we don't realize it, but the capsular bag has to be counter-fixated with the zonules. And if the zonules are weak, the bag wants to turn with the nucleus, we push a little harder, and that's what can lead to a dialysis. So sort of a decision point here, and when in doubt, and you learn a lot about the level of zonulopathy when you do the CCC, I'm pretty convinced I have 360 degrees of zonulopathy here, so I'm going to put my capsule retractors in now before I rotate um, <clears throat> the, the nucleus. So these are the version 2 for the MST double-stranded uh, uh, capsule retractors. They're called the Chang modification. 
And they go through tiny one millimeter paracentesis, just like you would iris retractors, but I'm hooking the edge of the CCC. And the shape is such that it sort of you know, points downward a little bit, so you make sure you're underneath it, and you cinch them up. Now, you don't want to stretch the rectus too much because it's not going to stretch as well as the pupil, and if these become too taut, you may split the CCC there. So now look at how well this rotates because I have counterfixated my capsular bag and we'll proceed in this case with horizontal chop. It's a great choice for zonulopathy because the, the phaco tip is kind of like a backstop against the force of the chopper. Uh, the rotation, of course, is important here and uh, I basically get on the other side and it's one instrument pushing against the other so there's really minimal uh, instrument force placed against the capsule. And as, as soon as the pieces are uh, small enough to be elevated, uh, we can pull them up. Now here's that tip that I was going to uh, stress before. I'm filling the capsule bag with a dispersive viscoelastic. It's going to resist aspiration and it's putting the posterior capsule on stretch. It's doing more than just pushing the posterior capsule away. It's keeping it on stretch. Uh, if it's not, um, on stretch because the zonules are too weak. It's like a sail that wants to luff. Now, uh, here again, I'm uh, going to have to remove the cortex. Same problem. You've sometimes seen those cases where the capsular bag wants to adhere to the cortex and follow it right into the aspirating port. So instead, the viscoelastic, which is re, uh, uh, resisting aspiration, is holding the posterior capsule back away from the tip. And then that, that is the bimanual INA, which I really uh, uh, go to when these cases are tough. All right, so we've cleaned it up. We've got the capsule retractors in place. You know, what is the next step? Well, I think now we want to insert the CTR. Even if we put a three-piece IOL in the sulcus, we want to do that. And uh, again, uh, we have some choices. We could put in a modified CTR and suture a uh, Sioni uh, modification or the Malugan CTR. We could suture that to the sclera. That's a really good uh, technique when there's a large zonular dialysis, say from trauma. With 360 degrees of zonulopathy, you really need more than one uh, point of fixation. And uh, many people, of course, either don't have these devices in their OR or have never used them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to place a three-piece in the sulcus. Uh, and we'll show that uh, here. So the CTR goes in. Notice how far I point to the left because as the CTR opens to my right, I want to have it decenter the bag as little as possible. And I left these capsule retractors in place while the CTR was uh, expanding within the bag so that they, again, uh, steady the capsular bag so that the actual CTR insertion does not uh, dehiss zonules. And you can see how we can back these up just as though they were uh, iris retractors. Now I do want to capture the optic and whether I put the lens in the bag or in the sulcus, um, if the rexus is a little smaller, and this is very important if you're going to put the lens in the bag, enlarge it. You make a little oblique cut, you re-tear it, uh, and now it's a little bit larger uh, and this will help me when I do optic capture. The viscoelastic here is in the sulcus, so it's going to make it easier to put that lead haptic in. And I'm choosing a three-piece acrylic. 
the AR-40 uh, is the sensor, and it has a rounded edge. And just in case uh, I cannot capture the optic and I have to leave this in the sulcus, I prefer a three-piece IOL with a rounded anterior edge so that we don't have uh, as much of a risk of iris chafing. Uh, so here, they're both in the sulcus, and I'm going to eventually capture the optic. Uh, but I have to first get some of the viscoelastic out. If I don't and just do uh, optic capture, I'll trap viscoelastic in the bag, and that'll actually lead to a forward displacement of the optic and a myopic surprise. So now I rotate the haptics to the 3 and 9 position because uh, there's not much of a vertical saccade to our eyes, but there's lots of horizontal saccades. And what this is going to do is that haptic is going to touch the ciliary body uh, in the horizontal meridian. There you see the uh, optic capture. And so as the patient makes saccadic eye movements, uh, it, the uh, inertial displacement of the bag is actually braced by the haptic in the sulcus. Uh, and so this, uh, this is a technique I've been doing for many years and uh, seems to really avoid this uh, issue of late bag IOL dislocation, uh, at least in my experience. Uh, when you capture the optic in the bag, you really don't have to adjust the IOL power because the optic is sort of in its normal uh, ELP. It also prevents capsular contraction because the optic will do that. Uh, and we don't have to worry as much about the overall length uh, relative to the uh, diameter of the sulcus because we have captured uh, the optic. Uh, nowadays, many of these cases will need a, a MIGS procedure. Uh, and uh, this was a case where, um, it's an older case I was using a generation one uh, eye stent, but whatever your uh, MIGS procedure is, in this case a canal-based uh, device, uh, this can easily be done at the end now that everything has gone uh, well, and then we'll remove the uh, viscoelastic. Okay. So um, that is a, a case that kind of illustrates uh, multiple points. Uh, again, this last pearl, when there's diffuse zonulopathy, think about putting a three-piece monofocal in the sulcus and then doing optic capture to prevent the contraction and give you good centration. Uh, particularly if there's a traumatic zonular dialysis, the problem with just putting it in the sulcus only is that lens can eventually rotate and the haptic can go through the dialysis and lead to some decentration. Uh, and then, as I said, we don't have to adjust the uh, IOL power. Well, thanks very much for your attention.